the shortest podcast introduction that you've ever heard. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It is your boy, C-I-W-Z-Y, live action, Kansas City, Missouri. You already know the vibes. I'm back at it again with another episode of the College Stutzer Show, formerly known as the Culture Talks Podcast, because we are here and we talk about the culture and we bring people in who represent the culture. And, you know, at the end of the day, they need us. We all need them. So with that being said, I tell you guys every single Friday that I'm going to come back with a fire guest. I'm going to come back with a fire guest, and I've yet to lie to y'all, which means that truthfulness is the foundation of all human virtues, which also means that I'm practicing truthfulness, and guess what? We've done it again. we back at it again with another dope guest, and with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, my brother. What's good, KC? What's good, world, man? It's your boy, Jay Lee. Man, I'm here with my boy. I met, I met this man, like, literally a week ago. Energy was off the chain. I heard he got a cracking punk cracking podcast and i'm just here to elevate the culture man he's trying to grind i'm trying to get it so yeah man man, i'm jay lee artist musician singer writer poet from olathe kansas and i'm here to chop it up with y'all today i love it i love it hey man well we appreciate you coming in here like you said it was a pleasure meeting you last week at the wasteland sessions um Mm -hmm. so ladies and gentlemen uh if you're not from the kansas city area so there is a label out here and and a, and a dope up-and-coming artist by the name of Kai Colors and his team who put together something called the Wasteland Sessions, bringing a whole bunch of creatives together, primarily artists, singers, writers, producers, um, to come into one space and collaborate under one roof and make some dope music and just meet and engage with each other. Um, they invited me to come up, pull up, just chop it up, interview people, you know, awesome random, just get some behind the scenes conversations going and that's where i met uh jay lee and we had a dope conversation same thing from this side his energy was popping he, he's up there with the with the with the affirmations and believing him and believing in himself and i just i loved that about him a lot of people are always scared to be like oh i might be good i might be successful he's like nah man i'm cold man i'm gonna be the best like i am the best like like so i really i really liked that because it takes confidence to be able to do that so with that being said let's let's uh Let's jump into, you know, a little bit about your early life, man. Where did you grow up? Um, you know, not that it extremely matters, but what's your background, ethnicity? Talk about, you know, your experiences in childhood and, and some dope memories you have. Just talk about you and your early life, you know, between like zero and 10, just to give the people some some feedback on who you are. That's, that's a good time frame right there to start from zero to 10. I like that. But yeah, man, I'm uh, Jay Lee. Like I said before, I was born and raised in Olathe, Kansas. I'm like first generation, like out of the hood, uh, like first generation. And, you know, my parents, even though they ended up uh, divorcing when I was eight, they still, even though we barely had much, like, I feel like they, they did, they went in debt, you know, just to make sure that we had a better life from where they came from. So it was like, I grew up kind of, you know, I kind of felt like I didn't really fit in anywhere. And that's what you can tell from my music It's kind of multi perspectives because it's like every time I would go to the hood, you know, I would kind of get clowned and shit because I used to have a speech impediment as a kid. And then when I went to the suburbs, people would think that I'm like hood when I'm really not hood at all or like a tough guy. And then I would grow up around like the black kids, even in the suburbs, they would think I was kind of corny. And then in the hood, like I said, people would like kind of try try me and shit like that. So I kind of grew up kind of weird. Like I never didn't really ever fit in with any crowd. You know, like Olathe 
Some people might not know, you know, it's a suburb outside of Kansas City, um, right in the KC Metro. And people can think what they went to about Johnson County, because I promise you, even though I grew up, I ain't had to worry about getting aired out or anything when I left the house. I It was far from easy from some of us, man, because you got to understand we have a pretty bad poverty line in some parts of Olathe. And then I kind of like how I live because it kind of made me grow up, you know, one and more because I grew up like going to high school at Olathe Northwest High School, seeing kids like literally driving like 2019 BMW, like SUVs and seeing like the like drop top BMWs. Like cause I grew up with kids that had some bread. And then I always was at the low end of the totem pole, those kids talking shit on me. And like I said, the hood not accepting me. And as far as like my parents go and my ethnicity, my parents are both uh, African-American. I'm from mid-Missouri. A lot of people think I'm mixed because I'm so light-skinned, but I'm not. They're from uh, mid-Missouri. And yeah, man, that's pretty much how I grew up. Single parent home, you know, same thing since I was, uh, since like 2008 when my parents got divorced. But even though I have the struggles, I definitely had the good times and I'm happy with the way I lived. And that's pretty much, uh, I know I kind of went into the high school days a little bit, but zero to 10, that's pretty much how I grew up, my man. No, I love it. I love it. That was a really good breakdown. I think a, a lot of people that we have on the show, um, it's very interesting because a lot of them either are first generation, like I, that's, I've never, I've never heard someone use like that phrase before, but it's actually very, you know, it's very, I guess you could say, um it's an it's a, a thing we see a lot where some kid is like first generation out of you know out of the hood where their parents grew up in a tough situation maybe their older brother did too or their older sister and like they, they when they like five six they moved to the suburbs and so they had an interesting experience where they're going back to the hood to visit family and also just have some you know some touchstones back in 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 certain areas where their parents grew up so they back over there they kicking it over there here and there but then they also grow up in the suburbs and they're kind of trying to find themselves because they see that their parents and maybe older siblings or cousins grew up in a different lifestyle and they know they're growing up in a little bit different lifestyle and they're trying to find their identity growing up like yo like am I supposed to be this way because it's so easy to like you know as much as we want to talk about authenticity and being authentic it's so easy to fall into the trap of trying to create a version of yourself to to fit in for others if that makes sense so it's like you're especially as as a as you know a young black man growing up and growing up in the suburbs it's like yo they expect you like the rich white kids expect you to be you know love love rap be ghetto be their ghetto black friend so they can talk about they got this ghetto black friend that does this and came from this like it's a bragging right for the white people and then for like the black kids in school they like oh you know we're not really you know we're not really sure how how we want to rock with you because they might have came from a different situation either where they're they just moved you know from either they grew up in the suburbs and they're creating this version of themselves that's fake you know what i'm saying like oh i came from this and that and this and that and so they don't want to accept you so it's very it's a very confusing line but what i was trying to say is i've had a lot of guests on the show who had a similar experience where they went to school for a little bit in the hood or you know in a in a tough area and then maybe like 10 15 they moved to the suburbs and then they had like that weird experience where like they're trying to get accepted over here but they trying to get accepted over here but then it also taught them a lot of lessons which i would like you to jump a little bit deeper into you started to touch on it but it taught them a lot of lessons on how to be able to communicate with all different types of people you know rich people poor white people rich white people mexicans asians smart asians rich asians the poor asians like and like when you go to these these schools like like that you went to or like me and independence there's like a diversity 
of uh, different cultures that all come from different situations and you're forced to interact with them. So you really are taught how to, you know, engage. Right, right. And so can you kind of talk about, you know, oh. maybe your high school career and like things you had to identify, you know, you know, you know, that identity crisis or trying to figure out who you were during that time and how you did that and maybe some benefits of those challenges as well. Yeah, so I'm gonna actually start a little bit before that. Somehow I didn't I didn't touch on earlier. So it was like even I'm not gonna say I don't like talking about like my family. I don't say names or nothing, but I definitely like had like an older sibling who was like in and out of prison and stuff. Who and it's kind of crazy because it's like damn, like we're related, but like we grew up completely differently. And then like elementary age is also this is the thing I forgot to touch on. Like in the summers, I would go to this program in Kansas City, Missouri, like in the in the middle of the hood. It was called Freedom School. And it was like a little summer school program and shit. So it was like, it gave me like a definitely a different like perspective on things. And I remember like, that's where like a lot of the music came into full. Cause I remember like they used to fuck with me like every single day and shit. And then I remember like, I kind of stood up for myself and the way I earned my keep was rapping. And I remember like, I went to freedom school two different times. And like, they, they, they expect, they like, like me because like I was cold at rapping. And like, I remember we had a talent show and there was like two kids that was like 14 and I was like eight. And I remember I smoked this shit and like a rap and shit. And then as you said, like going into, so that's kind of like back in, back when we were talking about earlier. But then like, when we talk, you talk about my high school career. Um, so I started off my first year, I went to a school. Actually, you're going to like it, but you're going to like this. And this is something I wanted to share. But my first year, I went to a school called Olathe North. This is, um, it's actually a pretty known school in this area. Uh, Isaiah Simmons, who's in the NFL, went there. Uh, Darren Sproles, who's in the NFL, went there. Huge football school. Um, I went there my first year. And, uh, like, I did typical shit, you know, black kid, you know, try to play sports, football, basketball. And, like, to be keeping a buck with you, I was sorry at both of them. Like, football, I was on the bench. I'm just being real with you, bro. Like, I was sorry at football and basketball. And I think it's just I just wanted to fit in and kind of like do what my friends was doing. And then as far as like that was like my freshman year, my freshman year is when I first started like recording music. I had <laughs> I had a crew. This is is a terrible name. I don't know what he was thinking, but we was called the Suburban Street Kings. And we were like, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and then there's some music still up on SoundCloud right now. So y'all just peep that. It's, it's, it's horrible. Um, we'll call the Suburban Street Kings. And that's when I first started like recording uh, on SoundCloud. But then like, like in the mornings, I remember we would have like late starts. So we would have like a long, like morning period. It would be like, a, like almost like an hour of us just sitting in the commons. And that's when I used to really get busy, like freestyling and all that. Da, 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 da. And then it goes, I'm just going to go year to year from high school since you said that. Then I'm going to let you cut back in. And then um, my second year in high school, I went to Olathe North again. And um, I kind of stopped on the musical tip because the dude I was doing it with, he wasn't really taking it too serious. And it became kind of a joke to where people were just making like troll songs and like this, and which is cool. I mean, you can do what you want to do, but like, I didn't want to, that's one thing why, and we talked about this a little bit, why I stopped recording music. Cause it's like, I felt like it became a joke. And this is around 26. 16 so this is like the soundcloud rapper era you know the face tat colored hair era that was around that time so this was sophomore year i kind of stopped uh rapping and this was like um it was, it was a weird time in my life because i actually the second half of my sophomore year i ended up going to an alternative school because i was really struggling with the anxiety and the depression that year 
uh, I stopped playing sports that year and I was really trying to find myself, you know, and then that's kind of how my sophomore year ended. So I ended at this um, alternative school program, which was, it was kind of cool. It was like laid back and stuff. And like all my friends, like I have people thinking that like I was dead and shit. Like, cause I just like left, I cut off all social media and all that. Cause like I used to be like a real outgoing kid, but the anxiety really destroyed me. So then my junior year, I went back to, I'm sorry if this is going on kind of long. I'm trying to get all four years. Hey, don't apologize. The whole point of this is so we can touch on your story and really get a background of who you are. So I'm enjoying this and it's helping me come up with some follow-up questions. So keep going. Don't apologize. All right, bet, bet, bet. Appreciate you, my boy. And um, let's see here. So junior year, I go back to Nor, And this is like, and I actually have a song coming out soon called Late Bloomer, where it's talking about where I come back. And like, I was like kind of, I was a loser like my first two years in high school. This is when I come back. I lost a lot of weight. Uh, I came back like 50, like 40 pounds lighter. I came out, that's when I first got the dreads and I was kind of feeling myself junior year. Junior year, and we just being real, and I'll talk about this, junior year is the first time, that's when I lost my virginity when I was 16, like when I came back. And I, I remember that year, I like kind of morphed into something I wasn't. Like I did a bunch of wild stuff. That's when I first got into like uh, like part partying. I didn't get into the smoking or drinking yet, but that's when I first got into partying, like talking to females. Uh, and all that that type of stuff, junior year. And I really didn't do no music or nothing, but it's like, I remember that year is when I uh, transferred schools again at the second half of the semester. That's when I went to Aletha Northwest. Now, mind you, so Aletha North is like, there's a lot of kids from Kansas City, Missouri that go to Aletha North for some reason. And it's like, it's like the lower poverty school. So it's like mostly black and Mexican. So I transferred to Oletha Northwest where I was zoned for. And this school is like 90% white. I think we had like eight black kids in my graduating class. And like, it was like literally 90% white. So it was like a complete culture shock. And I remember like the kids, like this was like my junior year. They like loved me at that school and shit like. And then that was pretty much the end of my uh, junior year. And then I played football again my senior year. And um, this is kind of where, and I'm gonna touch on this stuff. I don't want to get too into it because I have like, the music's going to explain it a lot, but junior year, it was a, it was an interesting, I mean, senior year was an interesting year for me because that's when I had to, uh, that's when I was hospitalized, when I actually had to get like hospitalized in the, in a mental health hospital my junior year. Um, that's when I started smoking weed again, dabbling, dabbling, dabbling with different drugs. That's when I really lost myself, like when I got up to like 260 pounds. But then again, at the end of my senior year, like I barely graduated school, but that's when the music came back to me because like that's why I know I'm chosen to do music because they always found me again and I remember I had a freestyle over the dead president's Jay-Z beat and I posted it and I kind of went like viral around the city because I killed it and I was talking about everything I was going through that year and people loved it because nobody even knew I rap but yeah bro that's that's pretty much my high school career I know that was kind of a long time no that's like important though because like like you said when we touch on the music you know one of the things I wanted to ask you about is storytelling and I think one of the best forms of, of hip hop and the best forms of rapping is when people are storytelling, being authentic, telling their true story, being vulnerable. Like, you know, there's turn up rap, which is awesome too. But like, when we talk about the depth of music and how music is a ladder to the soul, that's where storytelling and really sharing experiences and using our artistic expression to be able to tell, you know, our life story and the stories of communities that we're growing up in and our families and things of that nature that's when it becomes really, really powerful. So I love that you share, you know, some of the challenges that you went through in high school in, in regards to trying to navigate life, who you were, you know, navigate anxiety, navigate depression without the 
you know, support a society because only now has mental health become like a focus of society where people actually are starting to accept it where, and it's still not full, you know, like back in the days, you know, parents, family members, like, man, shut up with all that bullshit. We don't want to hear that. But like, you know, and then at school, kids are like depressed, you weird, you know what I'm saying? You a God kid, whatever, you know? So it's like only now has that become like, you know, more of an accepted conversation, accepted topic. So I would love for you to talk about, you know, leaving high school, you know, after all those experiences, dabbling in a few different high schools, you know, experiencing different types of people, having the challenges of anxiety and depression, and then finding music again, first and foremost, what did that feel like? Shit, uh, like, which part, like the, the mental health struggles? Well, yeah, yeah, like all that leading up to you finding music again, your senior year. So you said your senior year, like music started to come back into your life again. And you were like, that's how you feel. That's how you know right now that you're like the chosen one and that this is for you because music always found its way back to you. So when music came back into your life again later on in high school, after all of those experiences and, and you know, still going through those challenges, um, how did that feel? And like, how did music help you out in regards to transitioning, you know, into adult life, becoming 18, 19, graduating? I'm just making sure I got the got the uh, correct question because like like I got ADHD so I'm a scattered brain my my brain's always thinking about something else it's crazy don't take that the wrong way but um it's like it felt that's that's like when I knew like I always knew like you're asking when it came back to me I always knew that I was gonna do something big I know at first I thought it might have been been comedy for or like motivational speaking but I remember like after all that and when I started writing again I was like better than I ever was and I haven't written for like 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 a year or something and then that's when I knew like I just knew like a voice there's two times where a very clear voice told me brother like this is what you this is gonna be your way out and this is what you're meant to do and I always knew it was gonna be something but like I remember what you're asking is like when I first started writing again I already knew I could rap but then when I when I really take my time and shit like I always knew that that was going to be it. And I remember at the end of my senior year and even we're going to get into that later. Like when I left, why I stopped uh, rapping again, but it's like, I, I guess I, I kind of struggle with spirituality, but God definitely told me or whoever told me, he said, this is going to be a way. It's just, a, I can't explain it to you. Cause it's like a voice. It's like a premonition that I got, you know what I mean? That no, might not even make Yeah. It may not make sense to most, but I do understand what you mean by that. Yeah, it's like experiences and like moments of reflection where you're just sitting alone and and like there's just always, at least for me, you know, especially in tough times, like a voice that comes. It's not so much like uh, literally somebody sitting next to me whispering in my ear, but it's just this this rush, this feeling of, oh, I know, like this is for me. Some Something just came into me and told me like, yo, this is for me. So I hear you on that for sure. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, your creative process. So I do want to kind of dive into to music a little bit more in regards to like your writing process. Like, do you do you freestyle and then just keep going in, press record, freestyle, stop, think about it for a second, press freestyle. Or are you a full on writer in your iPhone? Are you writing in a notepad? Let's talk about your creative process in regards to like putting a song together um, and, you know, putting projects together how do you approach you know creating music perfect perfect so this is kind of cool you're doing this like this like my first you know like sit down because like for me actually like I have one project out right now it's uh only four songs and like I like where I'm headed right now like I just 
a month ago, I opened for Tech Nine, which is huge. We're only having four songs out. This, like I said, I know I'm chosen because I I'm not bragging or nothing, but I'm, that wouldn't happen if I wasn't chosen. You feel what I'm saying? And it's like, uh, as far as writing goes, everything that I write, it's like a personal experience, something that's bothering me, something that's going on in the world. And it's like, it just depends on the beat. And I don't know. It's like, I don't ever, like every single time I, I go in to writing and I'm like, I'm going to talk about this, the song always comes out bad. So it's like, now what I do, I just listen to the beat. I feel it. And if I don't feel something and I feel like I'm forcing, I'm just not going to write that day. That's just mm. how it is. Every time that I force something, it doesn't come out right. So I just feel the beat because it's like, this is like my ventilation. This is like my drug. This is my fix. So it's like, I just want to have it be natural. So my like writing style and my project style, it's like, I don't know if I can ever do a subject project where you talk about like similar things, like how Kendrick did with To Pimp a Butterfly or like how J. Mm -hmm. Cole did with For Your Eyes Only because everything it just comes from what, what's on my spirit that day so you're gonna have hear a bunch of songs that are completely different so it's like my writing process is real simple like i'm i'm not a freestyler like in the booth everything i write it's like i'm very 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 intricate intricate with my pen and i honestly this is honestly what i know like i feel like you give me uh give me till till i until i get like uh a major label push or until I get like somebody behind me that's really going to put myself on a main scale. I guarantee you, like talent wise, talent wise, I feel like I'm already the best in the world already, like of all time. That's like, honestly how I feel. And like, I'm not just BSing for your interview, but it's like, it just, it comes so natural. And then like you said, like practice makes perfect. So as I write and as I continue to write, I can tell I'm getting better and better. Like wasteland sessions, that we were talking about earlier was really good for me because I got to see how good is my pen when I'm just sitting in the studio writing something, coming up with something that same day and then laying it down. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty nice. Like you're going to hear the project when it comes out, you'll see. But yeah, Hell bro. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And again, kind of like we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, it's one of the things I appreciate about you, but a lot of people struggle with is, you know, if anybody watched like the Kanye documentary, there was that moment where he was talking to one of his guys in the studio and he, the guy was questioning Kanye, like, who are you to say that you're a genius or who are you to say that this? And he's like, he's like, who am I not to be? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's, it's so crazy but also not crazy. I mean, I get, you know, how humans think this way, but it's so crazy that, you know, you're looked at as crazy or, or, or what is it called? Um, cocky, uh, cocky, because you, you claim something that may yeah. not have came to real life yet in their eyes. But for you, it's like, no, this is real for me. Like, I believe this, this ain't no joke for me. I'm not like trying to talk myself into this. I believe this with my heart. Like this ain't like, I'm not confused. This is me <laughs> saying what 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 is real to me, and whether you believe that or not doesn't really matter. And I and I love that exactly energy about you in terms of you being confident in your skill, confident in your pen, and and believing in yourself heavily. Because nobody, nobody in the entire world is going to believe in you more than yourself. So it's so important, yeah. so clear, and it's real quick, so, real quick. yeah, yeah. Uh, I lose a thought. Um, do you believe in manifestation? I do believe in manifestation, which is one of the questions I have for you today, which was going to oh, okay, be like, okay. yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll jump right into that. It's like, how important has like affirmations and manifest and manifesting been for you, um, you know, up to now in your life? And when did you start doing that? Bruh, this was like two years ago. Like, I remember um, this is when I got real sick and like, I was like, I was real heavy. Like right now I'm like, 
I'm like 195 pounds. And um, this was back when I was like 200, like a near 240. I was working. I was working a job that I hated at the time. And it's like, I got real, I got this when COVID first hit like about a little, over two years ago now. And um, I remember like when I was sitting in my bed for the two weeks, I remember a voice came to me, right? Cause I, I was just trapped in my room, eating junk food, eating McDonald's every single day. And I remember a voice came to me cause I, I was like really lost in my life at that time. And like, I, I, we're both men, we, every single day we try to find ourselves and try to go. I remember I got a real, real clear voice, right? And he was like, this music, this music is gonna be, this is what you're supposed to do. And like the voice told me, he's like, I get, you got COVID, I gave you COVID because you needed to sit down and you needed, you need to realize that you're headed in a terrible direction. You you need to keep doing what you're doing, but you got to focus on the music because this is the gift that I gave you for you to utilize your talents. And ever since I had that, I always knew about the manifestation and all that. And um, ever since then, I try to like every single day meditate, uh, write down my affirmations and visualize what's going on because your mind, your mind literally shapes your reality, which is kind of crazy. It's like our, our brains, we're, com we're complex beings. And I remember like everything I write down, I know what's going to come true. It's like, like, and when I say premonitions, like I literally get like visual premonitions. Like I remember one time I was laying in my bed and I was meditating. I remember I had a rough day, right? And I was like, I meditated. And the whole time I meditated, and this is real, this is crazy, but like, I haven't shared this before, but when I meditated, I got a clear vision. Like it was like real life, like a outer body experience. And I was standing in the crowd at a festival watching myself perform on the stage. That isn't that, that's pretty crazy. And it's like, damn, and it was kind of wild. And it was like, I was standing in the crowd, like, like I was attending the concert, looking at myself perform. So I saw like the jumbotrons. I had my son on stage. Like I remember my son ran out on stage and I picked him up. And it's like little stuff like that. Like, so it's like, God's always telling me, bruh, like keep doing what you're doing focus on your thoughts because like that stuff is real bro and it's kind of crazy because i already know that i'm gonna make it to the very top and be the greatest ever but it's like i just don't know how yet you know what i mean that stuff is real but it's been like two years like you said since i started taking my spirituality seriously you know what i mean i love it i love it now that's so important you know too often you know and just really humans around the world we we lack something i guess it's a foundation we lack a foundation to to build off and to move from so for some people that's strictly just god that might be for some people it's jesus some people is muhammad some people is buddha some people is not a single religious figure it's simply just manifesting for themselves and believing in you know themselves as as the universe or whatever it might be but the good thing is you know having a foundation something you can look on or rely upon to you know, grab guidance, grab wisdom from. So when it's meditate, when you're meditating or when you're, you know, speaking these words of affirmations into your life and manifesting things into your life, like that's that's a, another way of spirituality and a foundation you can build off and use to be able to push you forward and like put that in your engine because too often nobody has, people don't have any of that. And so when sadness hits or when depression hits or when challenges and obstacles come up, they don't have anything but just they own self to fight. And, and, you know, oftentimes we not really that strong when we don't have a spiritual foundation or, 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 or some sort of foundation. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And we, we live in a, our, our, this world is fucked, bro. We live in a dark world. So it's like, even me, like recently I've been losing myself in the spirituality a little bit. And it's like, 
and it should, you know, they say 70% of human beings are depressed, and I believe that shit, bro, and that's fucked up, bro. That's, that's just the way life is, bro. Sadly, like, we live in a fucked up world, yo. Yeah, it's we crazy. live. We live in a dark place where there's a lot of negative social forces, but the positive thing is that we do have the capability and we do have the option to choose how we behave, how we think, you know, what we're going to remind ourselves of and, you know, how we're going to treat the world and how we're going to move through the world to be, you know, a positive light. You know, one thing I say in all my Instagram posts or try to say is make sure you're a source of light for those in darkness today, because, you know, you know, the more, more light you spread, the more love you spread, you know, I look at it as a domino effect, you know, if you go and smile at somebody today, they're likely to smile at somebody tomorrow or in the next few minutes. So it's like we live in a world where we're all connected in one way, in my opinion, you know, dark people, light people, like all types of everyone is connected. So, you know, there's this system uh, from a guy called uh, Joe Holder called the Ocho system, and it's others can help one and one can help others. So as you help, as you help yourself, you can better help others. And as you help others, they can better help themselves. And then, you know, the cycle repeats. So I really, I agree, you know, a lot of the world is suffering right now, but the goal is to like do our best to be consistent in our actions and our behavior so that we can bring light to the world. No, we're not going to change the whole world by ourselves, but we can definitely be a brick in the brick in the build, you know? So easy. I love it. I I love it. If, If you could, you know, go back to, you know, 18 year old you a few years ago, like what would be maybe one piece of advice that you'd give yourself on anything? It could be music. It could be, you know, about manifestation, manifestations and spirituality. It could be about fitness, whatever it is. But what's one piece of advice you'd give your 18 year old self if you could double back? You got some good questions, bro. You This podcast going to blow up one day. I, I, like, I like your questions. Like real talk. I appreciate uh, you, brother, for sure. Yeah. Um, one, one thing that I would definitely tell myself uh, 18, I used to really get caught up in the moments. And one thing I would tell myself is, bruh, every single thing that's happening to you, nothing that's happened to you is bad. It's just like, it's just to make you stronger. And as, as cliche as that, it doesn't kill you, makes you stronger. That's it is like that song. That's a fact, bro. Like, and I wish, and like, now I look at it like that. Like there's nothing, there's no such thing as a bad day. Cause every day is just making you stronger for something in the future. And that's what I would tell my young 18 year old self. And I would tell my young 18-year-old stuff, bro, stop doing all the dumb shit, bro. Don't stop putting the female before yourself. Stop smoking. Stop, stop going to parties. Stop caring about everybody else's perception all the time. Because man, it, it's just like I said, like, like I would just tell them that because you gotta really this if you take everything to heart in this world, and I'm still learning that now. If you take everything to heart in this world, it's gonna this world will eat you alive. Mm-hmm. for real but yeah but that's what i would tell my 18 year old self and me i would tell my 18 year old self stop being scared to share your music mm. stop being scared to share your music because this is your gift i love that i love yeah. that a lot do you have like a favorite song you've made in the past few years that that comes to mind i know you know you i'm sure you enjoy a lot of your music but do you have a song that stands out as maybe the most impactful song you've made for yourself or a song Easy. that, yeah, go ahead and talk about Easy. it and kind of talk about the story behind the music. Yeah, uh, so uh, I, I'm going to get into this one song. You said my most impactful song and my favorite one. This song is actually my most impactful and my favorite. And it's a song called If God Is Real on my 11.11 EP. And like I said, I got new music. Uh, this Starting this month, I'm going to have a few songs dropping every single month. I only have that one. Yeah, yeah. 
only got that one four song EP out right now. Like I said, it's been a short, short time and I feel like I'm in a good place, but most important song I made is called If God is Real. And I want you to check it out after we're done with this interview and the on the, the, on the uh, 11, 11 EP. And it's basically a song where I'm speaking from the perspective. Cause like, I was like, I grew up in like a, my mom was very, very like religious, very spiritual. I grew up like going to church every Sunday. And you know, a lot of times as a kid, it's like, you don't get the opportunity to tell how you really feel about church. And if God is real, it's basically me speaking. Cause I don't know all the answers yet. Right. So this is basically me rapping from the uh, perspective of an atheist. And it's mm-hmm. like, instead of, cause all like, I don't like the argumentative standpoint that the, ch- that the church takes. It's like, this is just me not wanting to make an argument, but I want to like spark a conversation between atheists, non-believers, devil worshipers. I don't care what, like, I just want us to talk more openly about spirituality without arguing, you know, like the, it's definitely my most impactful. And I remember um, I was performing this song. It was my song, uh, the last song I did at the uh, Tech Nine show. And I remember, and I, I want you to look at, you can, I'm, I can send you the footage or you can look at it on my Instagram. And it's like, I went out, on the stage and it's like a piano beat and it starts out dun 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 and it's like dun 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 then I start talking and I'm like this is this is I, I'm not sure if God is real and this uh, and then I start I basically start answering answering questions that and, and I start talking about stuff that like didn't ever really make sense to me and I talk about like temptations and why like the biggest sins that the bible states are temptations like i have a song i have a line in there that a lot of people like and i was like i got a couple more questions if sex is sin then how come these hoes get my dick erected and i'm not trying to be derogatory towards women but it's like that that temptation is so strong and it's like why is that premarital sex a sin when it feels so right it feels so right and i have another one where it's like uh like the first line of the song i go god god is you real dog this shit is a joke my best friend doing 20 just for smoking some dope ain't even a bad dude just trying to gain him some hope probation fees out the ass like that nigga ain't broke the only time he feel decent when he light up and smoke also the only thing that's keeping him from up in the pole baby mother makes a money shaking ass grabbing poles now he on lockdown lifting weights folding up clothes because see in our community like I love this song. Like I get excited talking about it, even though it's my own song, but it's like that's some real stuff. Like there's people that are on probation right now that live stressful lives. And it's like they violate probation because like it's so normal for them to smoke. And I don't feel like they're doing a bad thing, but you can get booked 20 years off your probation charge yeah. from you smoking some weed. And this is just talking about him, like a and because it sparked it from a conversation I had with somebody or an interview I was watching with somebody, and it's like, yo, I keep messing up, you know. And it's like, my life is so stressful. And I, I know I'm on probation, but I just got this weed because like a lot of these dudes, I don't think they want to do. And like from the conversations I have and the people in my family or whatever, they don't want to do bad or anything. It's like, I'm just talking. And that's, this was the song is called If God is Real. That's why I told you it's my most important because I'm like, God, like even if this thing is a sin, I just want to feel good. Like, it's not like I'm just trying to disobey you, God. I just want to feel good. Like, I just want to, I just want to have sex today. Cause I just want to feel good, but you're going to punish me for that. And it's like some of these things I don't understand. And I don't understand the eternal punishment, but I could talk about that all day, but that's basically my most important song. If God is real. And, yeah. and, and that's powerful because, you know, again, it goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning about music being a ladder to the soul, man. These are the conversations 
that are necessary for society and especially young people to have on a day-to-day basis in order for us to grow and advance our, our minds and advance our communities and advance our society is to be able to have unified conversation from different perspectives, from different lifestyles, from different things, and being able to think deeply about the meaning of, you know, the rules that we're following, the laws that we're following, the 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 religions we believe in it's not about questioning god it's about asking for some type of clarity and making sure that making sure that you understand what you're you know following instead of just following blindly so i love it i think it's super important and i I encourage you to continue pushing you know those conversations not only within your own friend group but also with you know the audience and your fan base because i think that'll definitely have you know a natural domino impact on people and friend groups because these are going to be the type of conversations people have if it's the music they're listening to so i love that um hell yeah man so what what kind of music did you grow up on though you know when you're thinking about when you're younger like riding around in a car with your mom or, or your family members or you know going to middle school and like kids dancing to certain music like what do you what do you remember listening to a lot just throughout throughout the years you can talk about different eras like I know for me there was like the era of just like 50 cent Kanye West when I was like young bull like a young young bull and that and that's what I was listening to 50 cent Kanye West like 2003 2004 like those big songs a lot of you know torque booty songs you know what I'm saying? Exactly. and then there was then there was the middle school period which was like the new boys and jerking and like you know things like that then high school with Kendrick and J. Cole and all these new uh, lyrics just came out and started blowing up so like talk about your you know your, yeah, m- your music taste growing up uh early the first project i remember like uh listening listening to was ludicrous theater of the mind uh hard ass album um, oh yeah I- i'm gonna like literally start from the beginning um early on i remember the movie notorious came out in like 2000. I don't remember what year, but I remember my mom got me like the notorious uh, DVD soundtrack. And that's, I think that's where I gravitated towards like more of the lyricism because I grew up on like the killer lyricists like Luda, uh, Wayne Carter Ford. That's another great uh, album that I got to, um, like that that album is so fire. Like, the, I don't know if you listen to the Carter Ford, but to me, the Carter Ford is one of the best albums ever. Lil Wayne Carter. That's when he's really rap. Like, Lil Wayne is underrated. We can talk about that. That's another conversation. But Lil Wayne is the most underrated lyricist ever. For some reason, people don't respect him like that. Uh, he's cold, for sure. I, man, um, T.I., Paper Trails. That's when I remember thumping. Yeah. Yep. Live Your Life. That song is so hard, bro. And, man, legendary. Bro, I'm telling you. Let's see. Um, Eminem recovery, uh, this 2009 hard ass album. Uh, that yeah, that's like Eminem. You know, his that's like his comeback album when he was coming off relapse, like the drug off the drugs, and then he made like Not Afraid, which is like his biggest song ever. And um, let's see, I'm trying, I'm trying to stay in or, in order. I said Carter for I said I remember um, tech, cause, so I don't know if you remember, but Tech Nine has a song on the Carter Four where he's a feature. It's 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 like my favorite techno verse ever, and it was kind of cool meeting him like the uh, the other month because I wanted I was I didn't want to fanboy him too much, but like his verse on that song, bro, on the interlude is is, is so hard. And then I have um, let's see, I'm Fifty Cent. I didn't obviously he was a little before my era, but I remember definitely remember like my uncle playing some Fifty Cent, and I'm like, damn, this shit tough. 
Like, of course, I remember, like, In the Club, which is, like, literally right. one of the best ever. <laughs> literally. That song is so hard, bro. Um, let's see here. Uh, I remember Snoop Dogg, No Malice. I don't know if you remember the song, um, I Wanna Rock. That's not hard. It's like, it was like, this is, like, newer Snoop. Um, and then newer, I remember, like, when I was... One year before going into sixth grade, I remember Kendrick dropped Good Kid, Mad City. And I remember hearing, man, I remember uh, when he dropped that joint, like I was so young. But I remember the first time I heard, one of the first times I heard Kendrick, he had, he freestyled on this radio show over the Warren G uh, Regulate beat. Yeah, I'm like, yep, yep. oh my goodness, bro. He killed that hoe. And then I remember Good Kid came out. I'm like, this dude tough. But I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't start listening to like, j cole like that until like i got on j cole heavily like my uh freshman year of high school and then i became like a super super fan of him and of course there's like the drakes and i, I didn't really start liking drake like that until and this is no shot against drake i love him now but i didn't really catch on let's say that not start liking i didn't really catch on and start respecting his talent as much i was like a hardcore lyricist like multi-syllable type rap fan yeah. but then i started respecting him when he released um what's this what's the thing when his head's in the cloud nothing was the same i think that's yeah, what it's yeah. Called. nothing was the same yeah but he when he released that whole and also last i gotta say his name uh i don't know if you heard of uh logic but logic course, was definitely yeah. yeah definitely uh, in middle school i remember like mixtape logic before he had an album i was on logic real <laughs> early and like um, bro that dude was lethal, lethal. But yeah, those are definitely some of the people I listened to growing up for sure. I love it. I think of that, I think of that nothing was the same album often just because I remember it was like my senior year or maybe my junior year when he dropped that. And I was like, I remember I used to be, I sucked at math. And I used to be, I used to have to take like three math classes a day. Like one was like a math class to catch up on the year before or whatever. And then there was a math class that was like the junior year math class. And then there was a math class that was a remedial math class to help you catch up in the class that you just had earlier in the day. So, so like I had like three math classes that year and I was in that mug and I used to just be sleep. But listen to nothing was the same. I put both of my headphones and just put my head down. I used to, but I remember what that pound cake song with Jay-Z. I was like, yeah, bro. yeah I, was, I was going crazy in that class, just rapping that shit out loud, getting kicked out and shit. Shit was fun. But anyways, yeah. I'm like in <laughs> On that album, he I think he really showcases he really showcased him as an MC on that. He's a lot he's doing a lot of rapping on that album. Hell yeah, hell yeah. I think that's why people were like, oh, this shit this shit hits because they were like, okay, so he can rap too. So, yes, bro. Fair. I love it. I love it. So I wanted to ask you, do you have like a first co- concert or first performance that you went to um that kind of like taught you something about or inspired you to want to perform? Cause I know like as an artist, performing is pretty huge, like being able to be out there in front of your people. We're out there in front of new people and being able to like, again, share your story through your music and, and be able to hear people and watch people's faces and stuff. So can you maybe talk about your first concert or performance that you went to and then any lessons you learned or applied or thought about before you went and performed at the uh, Open for Tech Nine? First, 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 first. Yeah, man. First show. <laughs> My first show was dope, bro. This was like, uh, let's see. 2016 the summer after my f- freshman year of high school uh i don't know did you ever listen to g easy uh not really but you know a little bit a little you know, bit you know, right you know who he is yeah of course so, yeah. 
it was a show. Uh, G Easy was headlining. I really went for Logic because, like I say, one of my favorite rappers ever. Logic was co-headlining, and then YG was co-headlining, and then Yo Gotti, like oh, nice. so, like four like big huge names. This was yeah. at uh, Ariza Amphitheater out in Bonner Springs. Mm -hmm. I remember one thing I learned is like uh, I learned from it is how not only are they just rapping and they're trying to put on a good show, but the main thing that people are going to remember is the communication. Like, I remember, like, YG and Logic, they stopped their sets for a little bit just to talk to the crowd. And it's like, when I open for open for tech, I wish I had more time, because every time I would talk to the crowd, they would go crazy. Because, like, just because I like communicating with the people, and I didn't really get a chance to communicate with the people and shit. But it's cool, though, because, like, that's just my first one. There's no knock on nobody. Um, but I remember, like, that's one thing that I think I think that I learned from the most from that show. It was a dope show, but the biggest thing I learned was like, you got to make the people feel as one because they, they spent their hard on money and came out on a weekend where they could be doing anything else. So you got to give them that respect back. And it's like, I think the big thing is communicating, looking them in the eye. So then they can be like, because the people at the tech show are going to be like, hey, before Jay Lee blew up, I got to, I actually watched Jay Lee perform and all that. Yeah. Jay Lee yeah. took a picture with me. Jay Lee watched the show in the crowd with me. And that's, that stuff is priceless to me. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? I love that. I love that. And so I have, I have a few more questions for you um, before we sign out for today. First and foremost, I want to say that I've really been enjoying, you know, hearing a little bit about your story, hearing the way you communicate about, you know, of course, your story and, and music. Um, I think you have a bright future ahead of you, especially mainly because of the confidence you have in yourself, because that's going to be super important moving forward. Um, I can't wait to hear more music and tapping into that EP that you have out to listen to more before we move on to the next questions. And we'll remind the people of it um, before we sign out today. But can you tell them again the name of uh, the four song project that you have out right now and where they can find it? For sure. Uh, my uh, EP is out right now. Like I said, I have uh, my first single in uh, six months is also coming out on Monday called For My Friend uh you got monday time. that's monday the 21st ladies and gentlemen march 21st yes, monday another new song from Jay Lee. yes indeed for my friend on all streaming platforms this project i'm talking about right now also the four song 11 11 project is available on all streaming platforms uh it's just if you type in Jay Lee 11 11 uh, it'll be there on every single platform available and it's just kind of like my introduction to the rap game and you you get a little bit of everything in that small four song period and i'm I, honestly i'm kind of i'm happy with that project but it's not even close to what i have coming out so i love it i love it well we can't wait and i'm sure that the the people who listen to this whether it's now or whether it's in 2027 are going to double back and listen to the 11 11 project the, pro the song that's coming out you know now and they're going to buy damn you know, this shit was fire, but he came a long way. It's 2027, man. This new project, Jay Lee Drop, is fire. I'm glad I got this podcast to listen to. So I'm glad you came on and, and did this sure. interview because it's going to be important for you and your fans to listen to, you know, in the future. It'll be dope to double back on. Love, um, bro. Hell yeah. So um, for, you know, you mentioned you have ADHD and you struggle to focus. And I think <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of, I think a lot of people struggle with, with focus, maybe not to the extreme of people who um, are challenged with ADHD, but what has been like the your favorite i guess you could say productivity hack um as a music entrepreneur like what's one thing you do um that helps you focus up or, or get a lot of work done is there anything specific it could be like note taking it could be reminders on your phone to do something like what is like a productivity hack that you utilize to kind of help you focus or get shit done as a music entrepreneur here's the thing right 
here's the, here's the thing. Like the only time I don't struggle focusing is when I'm writing. Mm. So it's not it's not it's not a it's not a problem with me as far as like uh, productivity goes as a music entrepreneur. It's not a problem because that's what I love doing. But if I'm doing some shit I don't like doing, then it should it. That's when the ADHD really kicks in. Like when I be like like when I would like sit in class in high school, but like when I'm talking to you right now, it's different because I want to be talking to you. I want to have an interview. This is part of my career. It's part of your career. This is what, this is what we want to do. Correct. This is what you want to do. You're exactly. a podcaster. Yeah. This is what I want to do because I'm an artist. So it's not a problem, but even then, like sometimes like you can probably hear me talk. I've, I've got off topic in this interview probably like three times and that's just the ADHD. And that's just being around me. And sometimes it annoys people because I annoy myself sometimes. But I'm at the point. <laughs> same here, same here, my guy. Same here. I, I mean, I, I wish I could give the people a hack. But to be honest, bro, you got to kind of embrace it a little bit because it's honestly not a it's not a bad thing in some aspects. Like, that's why I think. I don't know, but I feel like I think it's kind of I'm not trying to like I said, I almost got off track again. But it's, I think it's weird how this ADHD medicine Cause I think it's a gift, bro. It really, mm. I think it's a gift. I love it. I don't want to talk about that because we're gonna be talking all day about medicine. <laughs> no, and shit. I don't want to go there. And and I hear you, but that's also important. I think you kind of answered that question still with saying that is like you know so often, especially now. Um, and with the internet, there's this hustle culture idea where you always need to be productive. You always need to be doing something and that's not particularly healthy. So sometimes you just need to embrace being lost in curiosity or being lost in your thoughts and embrace that, enjoy it, recognize it, be aware of it, and then move on instead of beating yourself up or forcing yourself into, you know, being productive at all times. So I think in your answer, you answer the question still. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I try, like I said, I was trying to give people something in particular. But shit, I don't, I don't even know the answers. I'm a, I'm a man like y'all. I don't know, bro. Hell so yeah, no, nah, that's that. Hey, that's the best answer you can give. It's just be honest, you know. Motherfucker, sometimes you're trying to come up with some shit. You like, listen, bro, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't nah, know. I, I ain't God. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, so you know, when it comes to 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 music, to writing um to to creating you know it's something that you love it's something that you enjoy um and obviously you know it's something you're known for and will continue to be known for moving forward but what's something most people don't know about you that you're also talented at that you're also skilled at and enjoy doing that maybe you don't talk about so much um something something i don't talk about as much uh definitely uh i can i write uh scripts like uh tv scripts movie scripts i can uh ghost write like i said like um i'm really good at like poetry like just not not even song making just straight like poetry um i really get really good at poetry um i'm just really good at talking bro I, like this is the gift i have you know what i mean the gift I'm good of gab at, yeah exactly exactly but like i think a lot of people don't know like i i, I came from a poetry background so like i used to do like poetry slams all that type of stuff like i was really good at like creative writing and shit like that a lot of people don't know that really where like the lyricism and stuff comes from because poetry is is harder to do in music because music you can let the beat kind of help you but poetry it's just your words and that's really where the, like, the bars came from to be honest with you i love that i love that that's important do you have happen to have any of your poetry memorized or in your phone or written down nearby you that you could share prior to signing out today 
Uh, it could be something super short. And if you don't, it's okay. But just wanted to see if there was anything or, you know, to also keep it easy. If there's a, a bar or a verse that you remember from one of your songs that you just are like, man, that was a fire verse I did. And you wrap that for us before we uh, sign out yeah, here yeah. today. Um, so I made one uh, last, last week. Um, this is actually at Wasteland Sessions, and it goes, this is a real good one, and I think y'all, y'all gonna like it. Shout out, shout out Wasteland, by the way. It's where we met. Shout out Wasteland. But um, it goes, uh, it's me against the world. I feel like Tupac gripping two, two glocks. Resentment and envy from goofy niggas that know these shit don't stop. Niggas just like sentences that struggle with perceptions. Elevation to Smith & Wessons. Quit walking in blood set, stepping. Niggas like confidence in themselves so they build facades. And they hate on Jay Lee because I'm handsome with lyricism barrage. But I don't give a fuck though. Little nigga, I'm cut though. Flame spitter when I spit my breath reeks of fire and gun smoke. Taste desires and don't go seeping into your CPO. My, my motto, grind pace yourself. Come with heat. That's all depot. Even if you hate me, it's all good. I still love you, my nigga. You old dirty ass, musty ass, crusty ass nigga. Niggas call me pussy and soft like I ain't cut from that cloth. Like I ain't get robbed in Atlanta when I slept in my car. Like I ain't fist fight hood niggas when they was running their jaw. Sometimes I hate my own people, niggas pissing me off. I was having a conversation with my young nigga Buzz. He said he fucking hate guns, but he keep one tucked in the glove. That shit is devastating, vivid mental thoughts and preparation of a nigga taking his life. He smiles, but his heart is vacant. But yeah, that's when I wrote like over the like last week. Five, yeah, five. Pretty- yeah, man. I already know I'm gonna like your music when I listen to it even more because it's powerful. It has a story behind it, and that's the type of shit that I like listening to specifically. I'm sure there's people out there that are super into turn up, little Uzi type shit, but not me, respectfully. <laughs> so, so I'm really into like storytelling and things that I can identify with. You know, just even in the little bars right there, just reminds me of conversations I've had with the homies just sitting in the car late at night. You know, you know what I'm saying? And that's the type of shit that really taps into your heart, and you like damn man like that's facts or like damn yeah i remember like the same thing you know especially you said talking to your little homie was hate guns but he keep one tucked in his glove and i'm just remembering conversations having with the homies like hey. me arguing with them like bro like why are you keeping the gun like take, take that gun away he's like look i hate this shit too nigga but i gotta keep this shit on me blah 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 hey. And you know, yeah, it's fucked up, but but you know, it's also reality for a lot of people who are you know coming from challenging backgrounds and lifestyles so so okay, you know it just uh I I love music that's storytelling and telling the stories of like things that a lot of us go through or have had to had to go through and maybe no longer have to go through but have went through when we was younger young boys so I love it I appreciate it and I appreciate you jumping on the show today so thank you so much Jay Lee for sharing your story a little bit about you a little bit about you know your music sharing some some bars with us sharing your thought process around depression anxiety and other tough challenges spirituality and other tough things that are tough conversations most people aren't comfortable to talk about so i appreciate you having the the bravery the curiosity and being hey, open to real quick before you finish uh yeah. make sure you say your name and where the people can find this podcast at because i'm gonna post this too and i'm gonna make sure you get your recognition so let them know let them know who you is where to find your stuff at and all that say less i got you i got you for sure so, man, I've really enjoyed this conversation, though, for real, though. I'm glad we I'm glad we made this happen. You know, sometimes I'm always coming in the podcast, not nervous so much about who I'm interviewing, but nervous about like, am I going to enjoy this conversation? Because, you know, I value I value the podcast. I value the conversations I bring on here. So it's always a little nervous. We were like, all right, is this going to be a good one? Like, is, is this going to be enjoyable? And, and I really enjoyed, uh, you know, hearing your story and hearing the way you talk. So I appreciate you. 
Um, this is the final question for today. You're 150 years old, right? You've lived as yep. long as you've wanted to live. You've done all the music, done all the shows, wrote books, left a legacy, everything you've wanted to do in life, you've done. But your great-great-grandkids are sitting at your feet, and this is the last words they're going to remember you saying. And they ask you, great-grandpa, great-grandpa Jay Lee, please tell me, what's one piece of advice you have on how to live a good life? Sorry about that. Somebody calling me. Uh, damn man you messed up my interview homie but yeah uh, <laughs> the last thing bro i'll probably say uh to my grandkids is let my let, let my legacy let my legacy live on man do what i did uh motivate others uh love others all this all the, this billion dollars that i got invested into the community give back and give back to the people who support you and just try to be an honorable person because at the end of the day no matter when i die all the music i'm gonna leave and all that stuff that's cool but i want people to know me as a person you know what i mean i want people to know i was an honorable man that i wasn't an asshole to nobody that i didn't try to get over on nobody and yeah that's pretty much it i love so, it i love it all right brother let the people know where they can find you your music spell it out for them where can they find you on instagram on social media platforms so anybody and everybody who listens to this point of this podcast can can follow you and tap up tap in with you so uh everybody man you can find me on social media on instagram at jleejlee underscore 913 my project 1111 and my name on all streaming platforms is jleejlee all capitals um, my song for my friend is going to be dropping this Monday and a series of singles along with another project is going to be in the works all done before this summer. I want everybody to tap in with me and also tap in with my boy. I'm sure after I'm done talking, he's going to let you know where to find him as well because he's helping me. I'm helping him. We're just going to help the city grow. And I want to make sure y'all tap into my man as well. But yes, sir. I love it, man. Well, again, ladies and gentlemen, Go ahead and clap it up for my guy. I know we can't hear you clap, but clap at home. <laughs> clap in the car right now. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. Make sure you leave a five-star review on the College Stutzer Show podcast on Apple Podcasts, as that is one of the only ways we can grow. Share with a friend. Leave comments on what you want to hear. If you have any questions for Jay Lee, DM him directly. I'm sure he would love to have conversations with you guys. And aside from that, it is your boy, Kyle Stutzer, a.k.a. C-I-Z-Y. You can find me on Instagram at the T-H-E Collis C-O-L-L is Stutzer S-T-U-T-Z-E-R show on Instagram and you can follow my personal at Collis Stutzer C-O-L-L-I-S S-T-U-T-Z-E-R leave a five-star review we love y'all salute we out